Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second edition of the Ocho and Ortiz Does Disney Podcast. On this week's episode, we have a special guest. Who is it? Stay tuned and find out. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is our second go at a Disney-themed podcast, and this week we are very pleased to be joining, to have joining us an old friend of ours, somebody that was in, that's been in our group chat and has been a supporter of ours for numerous years at this point, co-host of the Cretans Guild, Bob. Bob, how's it going? Ah, uh, Shocho. How the hell are you two? It feels like we've been at this for years, at least with this quarantine going on. Holy <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy with all this stuff going on, right? I Ugh. stocked up on my alcohol, so I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I went to the beer store today as well, and I grabbed a six-pack of Corona, and I'm almost gone through that. I was actually going to buy a six-pack of Corona, but I wasn't paying $17 for a fucking six-pack, so <laughs> I ended up just getting a bunch of uh, Smirnoff Ice and Black Fly Vodka. So uh, that's what I'm drinking right now, Black Fly Vodka. Nice. I'm drinking my own concoction. I call it a hard butter beer. <laughs> What's included in that? Some butterscotch schnapps, some overproof dark rum, and top it off with cream soda, and you have yourself a hard butter beer. That sounds delicious. I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad that Josh and I aren't in florida right now like we're supposed well i'm supposed to be in florida right now i was supposed to leave. we're all supposed to be in florida right now i was supposed to leave today and josh was going to be coming down tomorrow so i'm supposed to be in florida right now but it's a shame that we aren't in florida because uh we could be drinking with bob yeah that would have been <sighs> awesome there's uh there's a few we could have gone to what's it, what's it called tiki tiki gyms or something like that there bob? trader sam's trader sam's Trader I don't know. I like, yeah, that place is awesome. I like the I like the name Tiki Jim's better. I think they should rename it. <laughs> yeah, I'd need to find a place down here called Tiki Jim's because that might actually be a real place. Yeah, there might be. Especially but, uh, in Florida. I, I said to Dave earlier this week, I actually went and canceled our reservation at, at Ohana the other day. And I think that's what made me the most sad this week was I've canceled the flights and the Airbnbs and everything, but canceling the Ohana reservation is what made me the most sad about this stuff. Because that's the hardest one to get. Right? It is so hard to get. How hard was it for you to, to cancel the Airbnb? Was there any any resistance on that one? Nope. It, it, like, it literally just said, uh, are you sure you want to cancel? Yes. Okay, they're done. Did Not they give you a time frame on how long it takes the refund to return? Uh, it said about five to ten business days. So I'm hoping it comes in tomorrow. Because I had, I had the, um, like I said, I was gonna go down tonight because I was gonna go see a, a Tampa Bay Rays, a, a Tampa Bay Rays game. So I was going <laughs> down a, a day early. So I had booked a separate hotel for like the first day or two, and I booked through Expedia, and I still haven't seen the refund. And they said right now, due to the Corona outbreak, it could take up to a month to to get the refund back in my bank account. And I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It is, but at the same time, it's also kind of good because right now, not not knowing what's going to go on with my work, 
at some point I'm gonna get an unexpected three hundred dollars in my bank account, so that'll be nice. That's that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure you'd trade that in for a trip to Disney anytime. Oh, absolutely! Like the whole trip in general, I, I was I was looking forward to Disney. We were gonna go to Bush Gardens, Universal. I was really really stoked about this trip. So I'm I'm super bummed out that it it can't happen right now. Hopefully, hopefully this thing doesn't go on for an extended period of time, and I'll be able to to rebook it in the next couple of months. But we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I know Disney said that that they're not doing any reservations until June now is what I heard. Right? Yeah, I read that the Whoa. other day. Yeah. Uh, the last I heard was till further notice. June seems wow. That seems like such a long time from now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I was gonna come down. Uh, well, obviously this week, but if Santas wasn't happening, I was hoping for the end of May because Orlando Informer was doing their Orlando uh, the the Informer meetup, which is something I would have liked to go to. But even they, that was at the, supposed to be at the end of May, May 29th and 30th. They have also now postponed that until December. So it looks like I'm not going to be going till September or October for the yearly Halloween stuff. Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to try to to book for September if I can. I know I know cuz I'm an assistant manager at my store, there's a certain cutoff date. I can't remember if it's like right at the beginning of October or middle of October where once that cutoff date starts, no members of management can book off until after the new year because it's the Christmas rush for, for retail. So, Well, I would imagine all that gets thrown up in the air because of everything that's going on. It's like, all right, let's just jump off one bridge at a time here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, right now, it, it, right now everything is up in the air, right? So who... Who knows? We'll we'll have to play it by ear, but typically, typically that's the way it goes. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. But hope hopefully hopefully it'll be sooner than that because I really don't want this shit to get prolonged any any longer. Yeah, man, me neither. Because this is really fucking up my vacation. <laughs> well, it's fucking up everything. <laughs> I know. Oh, mine mine was. All, I I had a birthday last week, and I had, was planning on staying at Coronado Springs for a few nights. And I had tour VIP tours set up. I had dinner reservations. I had everything all set up. Oh, and man. I I was lucky. I got the idea that, yeah, I'm probably going to have to cancel this. So I go ahead. I canceled it before everyone lost their mind. Mm-hmm. And I got the refund pretty quick. And I decided, you know what? I'm just going to use some of this money and build a, a above ground pool for my kids. And me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's always fun then. So I could just sit in the in like chest high water and go. It's a small world. <laughs> it smells like bromine in here. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, I saw a little. I guess it was like a meme or whatever that said, "For the first time since like 1993, the the song has stopped playing." Oh God! Yeah, because I know that I I remember reading that they do leave that song on all night long, right? That's actually incredible. So like, I never thought about that, but yeah, I would see. I could imagine them just burning a hole in it to just let it on loop yeah 17 yep. years 17 years and they finally shut it off you know whoever the janitor is for that place is like thank god <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah no I, I'm, I'm pretty sad about that because like yeah there's tons of stuff that, that sucks by the way happy late birthday bob yes happy thank belated you. thank you 
Yeah, that that sucks that you had to cancel everything there, though. I mean, because I mean, I Coronado Springs is that that's the new one? It's not new. It's very out of the way. It's not really next to any of the particular park. It's almost its its own thing. But that's why we picked it because it was probably the quieter of all the uh, Disney resorts, and we had never stayed there before. But I've been okay. catching up on all my Animal Crossing. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Everybody went crazy for that. Like here in Toronto, there was there was EB Games got in a lot of shit for that because there was huge lineups. Oh, people, for that. people took EB Games to task for not shutting down just so they could make sales of for Animal Crossing. And then and wow. then they shut down that day, like a- after they sold out of Animal Crossing. They're like, yeah, we're going to shut down now for coronavirus. And people were pissed <laughs> off about it. Because it's like, yeah, you made your money. You stayed open like two to three days longer than most other retailers stayed open just so you could make your money. And then once you sold out, then you shut down. It's like none of this is getting reinforced because like a few days ago, the mayor of Orlando closed down the town. He said, all right, no essential people at all. Stay off the road, stay at home, do everything like only essential people need to be out here. So my wife, who has an essential job, came home the other night. She said, yeah, the pawn shop was still open. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't and, know pawn shops are essential. And and that's the thing. Like, they're they're not really they should they should outright list what's essential and what's not. Like even here in, in Canada, like our our premier in Ontario, Doug Ford, got into a lot of shit because he, he was he said that only essential services would remain open. And then when he gave his list of essential services, like it was still pretty much most things like grocery stores, retailer, uh, retail stores, all that stuff. And he got raked over the coals for that. But I'm like, okay, at least he came up with some sort of list. People may not agree with it, but he at least came up with a list, which is better than like, I don't want to turn this into a politics show, but I think it's better than what our yeah. prime minister did, because all the prime minister does is come out on a daily basis and say, enough is enough. You need to stay home. Well, motherfucker, just list who should be open and who shouldn't, because businesses are going to business, man. They're not going to shut down unless you force them to shut down. So you need to come right out and say, this is who needs to be open. Everybody else needs to be closed and keep your employees at home. But no one actually wants to come out and do that. It's just, oh, well, stay home. stay. But it's just, they're leaving it in businesses' hands, and you can't do that because businesses want to make their money. Yay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be the we, end we, of the We need a brighter topic here. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the end of the political talk. We are going to get into our, our main focus of this episode, which is going to be discussing... Disney Pixar's Brave, but before we do, Bob, I want to pose a couple of questions to you. Hit me. Josh and I answered these on the episode that we recorded last week for our first Disney podcast. What what started your love for Disney? Do you remember? Well, aside from going to the parks all the time, I, you know, there was a part of my life where I was very anti-Disney while I was living in Orlando. Then I, you know, I got wiser, got older, and was like, why are you holding on to this grudge? It's stupid. What caused that, the this grudge is a, to begin with? Well, a number of years ago, my mom, she works in the film industry, or she, she's retired now, but she tried her hand in like a number of different venues, costuming, makeup, writing, producing. She just, you know, tried to get her 
feet wet in like every kind of pond out there to see what uh, what would work. And when she was working for Disney as a writer, they let her they they she fulfilled her contract with them. And there was something about her insurance that they just cut it off, which it was part of her contract. But I took it the wrong way. It's like, oh, you're you're trying to hurt her. Yeah. And for years, I just held like the the most. And this was also the time I was getting introduced to people like George Carlin, who were very counterculture. It was like, yes. Fuck the mouse. Fuck Disney. <laughs> fuck big business. And then I got a little older. I was like, eh, I really like Space Mountain. <laughs> Space Mountain is uh, it's a fantastic ride there. Not with the lights on. It'll scare the piss out of you. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, no. And and from that last week, I asked Josh to give me what his favorite all-time Disney movie was. So I'll ask you the same question: What is your all-time favorite Disney? I will I will give you the same option that I gave Josh. You can give one classic animated Disney film and one of the more recent Disney Pixar animated films. See, an answer immediately popped in my head, and I have actually no idea what genre, which of those two genres it would fall under, but The Great Mouse Detective. Ooh, I would put that under classic Disney, because I think yeah, that, sort right of really re- that sort yeah. of really restarted that Disney re- renaissance period. That and Oliver and Company and uh, a couple other movies like The Black Cauldron yes. were coming out, where they were trying new things, and then they're like, you know, we have this one movie working on the Little Mermaid. Maybe we should work on that. Yes, yeah, and I think I think Great Mouse Detective was eighty six, maybe maybe eighty five, and I think Brave Toaster was eighty seven. Yeah, and I think Oliver and Company was eighty eight, and then eighty nine yeah. was Little Mermaid. That yeah. sounds about right. Yes, but yeah, no, that's a that's a great one. I would definitely I would definitely put that in the uh, in the classic animated category. And do you have a do you have a favorite Disney Pixar one to choose? Wally. Nice. Yeah. When I saw Wally, I fell in love with this movie. It's like, how can you make characters out of these machines that basically have no real speaking lines? They just go beep, beep, beep. It's like watching R2 D2 running around and it's like, they made a love story out of this and it works. Yeah, there's almost complete there's almost completely no dialogue for like the first half of the movie. And yet, it, it still it still manages to capture and and hold an audience's attention. Mm-hmm. I, it's definitely a feel good movie for me. I love watching that movie. Yeah, no, I I, I absolutely I, I love Wally, and I think I think Wally falls under the same situation as what the movie we'll be discussing today. Brave falls under is like it came out and it did really really well. But then it like the hype and everything for it sort of just completely got derailed because the year a- I think it was the year after Wally came out they 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 released Up and Up just became an instant hit with pretty much everybody and then as soon as Up came out you pretty much didn't hear people talk about Wally that much anymore. Right, Pixar was releasing one or two movies a year yeah. and. Just the level of quality and storytelling got to the point where, okay, I can't take this anymore. Up, tore out my heart and stomped on it. <laughs> and what's this movie, Brave? Okay, all right, I'm prepared for the worst. Oh, yeah, and Steve Jobs had just died, too. Yeah, yeah. So everyone was hurting, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, but I mean, even even with Brave, after Brave in, in 2013, you had the release of both Monsters University 
which was so highly anticipated because it was like 12, 11, 12 years since the original was released. Plus, in the, in, in the later half of the year, you had Frozen. So Brave became a situation like Wally, where it was a really good movie, but I think it just sort of fell by the wayside, and people tend to forget about it because of the releases of Monsters University and, and especially Frozen the, yeah. the following year. Yeah, they didn't. They forgot to mention, oh, yeah, we have this bomb called Frozen. We're going to drop on everybody, and it's just going <laughs> to make all the money. Yeah. All the money, you know, two, two, uh, well, one ride and one sing along show there at Disney. It, it just, it killed everything, right? Yeah, it just, I, it, it just tore a path of every, of, of everything and left it behind. <laughs> tore a swarm, a swarf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned the ride, and that, it infuriates me for two reasons. One, it took over Maelstrom, which was a terrible yeah. ride, but I still loved everything about it, how bad it was. And the, the, the part of the ride, where you start going backwards and the the Anna animat or the Elsa animatronic is standing there and the animatronics in this ride are spectacular. They're so incredibly beautiful. But that room should be freaking freezing at that point. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I've never even thought about that, but you're right. I mean, she's singing the the cold doesn't bother me. You know what? It's kind of nice in here. It's not really that cold. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. I didn't even even think about that uh, about how cold it should be, but like that ride I remember going on Maelstrom. I liked that ride. I thought it was uh, good. The going backwards part was fun. And I do like that they did keep that whole layout for the Frozen ride. And I remember, so up until last week, I'd actually never seen Frozen. And I went on that ride, not not ha having seen the movie. So, and I just, I actually fell in love with that ride. <laughs> it's what made me want to watch Frozen. But I went on that ride. I was like, wow, this ride is actually pretty fantastic. Also, I think I pestered you on the podcast last week to watch Frozen 1 and 2. <laughs> yeah. No, I watched both of them. Those are they're pretty good. Yeah, no, and, and I, I'm, I'm happy to see that you you sort of were in the same line of thought as I was on that one, where the, the music in part one was, was phenomenal, but the, the story in part two was, was better. Yeah, no, I definitely agree about that. Yeah, at least they didn't do any sing talking in the second movie. <laughs> but I, in one part in the first movie, they're literally delivering dialogue through song. I'm like, what are we watching? What is going on here? I don't mind it if it fits, but I just I, I found that the music in the second one just really didn't fit. Every almost every that. song in that movie seems out of place. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> but, crickets chime in just crickets <laughs> but we're gonna get into brave and for anybody listening to this that hasn't watched brave i think it's a really unique storyline it's it's the first disney film that i've that i've seen personally that sort of had a a great lead female character that didn't rely on a prince or or somebody else to to help them out like it was really it's more of a mother and daughter story but it's it's the first disney movie that i watched where i felt that the the princess was like a strong independent character i mean obviously disney films have have done their best to make strong princess characters in the past but this is the first time I remember watching a Disney movie and feeling like, oh, okay, there's absolutely like no prince by her side, no no guy that's coming to help her out. 
And in the end, it's really about her helping out her mom and her mom helping out her so they can sort of see what each other are going through because Merida is basically being set up for an arranged marriage. And she's still at an age where she's like a rebellious teenager that doesn't want to be married. She wants to go off, do her own thing, have adventures. And more so, she doesn't want to be dictated the rules. She wants to go her own, blaze her own trail. And, you know, three dudes talking about a mother-daughter story does seem a little weird. So just roll with it, people. Just go with it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a great story. But... Yeah, no, she wants to be her she wants to be independent. She doesn't want people telling her what to do. And I think the part of the story that I love the most is that her father, the king, sort of enables her behavior. He's the one that gives her a, a bow and, and lets her learn how to how to be an archer. All the while her mom's trying to raise her to be a princess and eventually a queen. So Merida and her mother really don't see eye to eye. And it ends up leading to this big fight. Merida cuts cuts a piece of tapestry in half, a piece of tapestry that her mother had been sewing for who knows how long of an image of, of the queen and Merida. And then the queen throws Merida's bow into a fire. Merida gets pissed off, runs into the woods, and asks, finds a witch and asks her to cast a spell on her, her mother so that her mother can change and see things through Merida's eyes. But essentially, the witch turns Merida's mom into a bear. And then it becomes an adventure of Merida and her mom bear and Merida trying to figure out how to break the spell and turn her mother back human. But it's just, it's a great story. I know my explanation doesn't do it justice. I am terrible (laughs) at doing reviews, which is why I usually try to stay away from them. But if if you guys want to add anything that that I've missed so far, please feel free and, and, and do so. Well, first off, I I have to give, like, all kinds of credit towards the cast of this movie. I mean, Billy Connolly was King Fergus. I I fucking love Billy Connolly. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. One of my favorite stand-up comics of all time. And then Emma Thompson plays uh, the Queen. She was perfect. Yep. Did you guys notice, like, a couple other big names were also voices of the other... What were they? Kings, lords, the the other three tribes. Yeah, like the leaders of the other kingdoms. Like Craig Ferguson was in there. Yes. Oh God, I love watching him. He is so awesome. But yeah, and then uh, Merida and her mother go off, and she's the bear, and they have like their own naked in the woods type situation where they go hunting for fish. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's one of those strange like girl power movies which disney has been turning the volume up all the way on it which is yes. fine uh some and they've like tangled is one of my favorite disney movies as well because that one that's, i have to watch i still haven't seen tangled oh uh, if you like brave you will like tangled because rapunzel is lethal with that frying pan is basically the best way <laughs> I can put it. awesome josh anything you want to want to add to the plot that i may have missed or the story uh, for me, it was just, it was, okay, I had never seen it until this morning, and it was different than what I thought it was going to be. I had no idea that, I thought it was just like, you know, I knew that uh, she was, that she didn't want to get married or whatever, and I thought maybe she just ran away and the story was her going to kind of find herself and show that she can do whatever she wants. I had no idea her mom was so central to this and becoming a bear. Yeah. Nah, I had no idea about that. So I was like, wait, what is going on? It, it was a completely different story than what I thought it was going to be. And uh, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's not like a t- typical, 
like I said, it's not a typical princess needing rescuing story. It's definitely more of a mother-daughter coming-of-age story, and I thought it was really yeah. good. I, I was also a huge fan of the fact that it was set in Scotland. I mean, I have Scottish and Irish heritage in my background, so anything... Oh, do you, laddie? Uh, I do. <laughs> Don't ask me to try to do an accent, because I will butcher it horribly. Uh, but yeah, anything anything set in, in Scotland or Ireland, I'm all for. And the music in this film was absolutely beautiful. This film made me made me fall in love with Julie Fallis, who recorded two of the song, songs for the soundtrack, and I ended up buying two of her albums after watching this movie. She has a she has right, just an absolutely beautiful voice. And then Birdie and Mumford and Sons did a track in this too. So I thought I thought everything all around was great. The setting, the 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 music, the the story. But like I said, I I think it I think it gets kind of lost in the shuffle of of Disney Pixar films. And that's not to say it was an unsuccessful film. I mean, it still grossed almost five hundred and forty million dollars worldwide. But you compare that to to other Pixar movies that have come out over the last eight ten years, it's probably like. Without looking it up, I would assume that's probably somewhere in the middle of the pack because I know Frozen, Frozen 2, and Toy Story 4 have all surpassed the $1 billion box office. So Yeah, but you see how much it costs to go to a movie these days. There's no reason, no, yeah. there's no reason why a movie shouldn't make a lot of money now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Plus all the different, different fucking formats that they have. It. Oh, God. <laughs> although, although 3D movies have become less and less. Good. <laughs> it's a bad gimmick. I'm sorry, did volume overstepping? No, go for it. No, man. Go for it. I hate fucking 3D. It's lousy. <laughs> you must not like Universal Studios then. <laughs> you know, it's funny that right before this breakout happened, I purchased an annual pass for Universal because I was tired of paying the parking fee. <laughs> yeah. And now that it's just for- sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you know. I'm like, I'm. I have an annual pass as well, but uh, they did say for however long they are closed, the annual passes will get extended for that amount of days. Yeah, that's for the monthly payment plan. I'm not sure if that extends for the uh, the people who's like, ah, whatever. I'll just pay for the whole thing right now. No, no, it, it's for everybody. So the month, the monthly plan, the monthly payment plan. Those ones are. I don't think you're going to be paying that right now, but it's for for however many days they are closed. They will be extending your annual pass by that many days. So if let's say your ex- okay. annual pass expired April first or whatever, and they close down for a month, then you'd be good till May first. Okay, I know that Disney still charging me because I just saw the charge in my account today. Like, ah, okay. <laughs> oh, they're like, they're like, we got to make some money. I mean, especially with them going to pay every employee while they're closed, right? Well, Which is unless good. they're a college student, get the fuck oh. out. Yeah. Wait, is that Shit. true? They're not paying their college students. Yeah, Disney had a college program where you could come in, stay at their fraternity. It, it's a it's a glorified hotel um, apartment complex where college yeah. students can go there, work at the park, make some money, and get college credit. And then, uh, like right before all this happened, they said, "Hey, the college program is officially done. Everyone go home." <laughs> so these kids had three days to find a way to get home and i'm pretty sure that n- almost none of them were saving their money it's like what do i do yeah yeah, yeah. that's crazy and i'm sure i mean it, like I, disney wasn't that's something i've wanted to, to do home. sorry go on dave no i just said i'm sure disney didn't pay for their flights home oh god uh, no, no probably no. definitely not 
No, that's uh, that's something I've wanted to do. Not exactly the college program, but the um, the international program, the foreign exchange or whatever it was. That's something I wanted to. That's I've wanted to do for years. <laughs> hey, when when Epcot opens up, they're going to need new people to come in for those pavilions. So Canada's going to need some employees. Some employees. <laughs> I'm I'm a hundred percent down. I'm so in for that. That's something I've always wanted to do. And I mean, I. I I, I before this outbreak happened, I was looking for like the last month or so, like almost on a daily basis to see if it was open, but they're not yet. <laughs> start start looking into getting that working visa, Josh. Yeah, well, well, this is, well, that's the thing is if if you apply for that and you get that, then Disney helps you get that working visa. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. So that saves uh, that saves some of the work. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, just just back to Brave for a second. Do you guys have like a, a favorite moment or a favorite scene from the movie? I can tell you that, well, from a technical standpoint, I have an audio background, but the co-host of my podcast, Corey, he has a arts and visual background. Yep. So he pointed out to me that when he saw a trailer, he was like, holy shit. I'm like, what? What's going on? Look at her hair. Like, okay. They had to animate and render every strand of her hair. That had to have taken years to do. Yep. Because her head is just like full of hair going every which direction <laughs> and i was like wow i never really thought about that and, and just everything else from the grass to the leaves and the whiffs how they particularly look that's like all the technical aspects like wow this they spent some time and money on this sucker yeah yeah for but sure. as far as a favorite scene you know i really do love the the witch scene where she finds the cabin in the woods for the first time and their whole interaction and you can see like all the different wood carvings. I think that that scene is hilarious. And you can see like all kinds of Disney Easter or Pixar Easter eggs in there. You see like the the Pizza Planet truck is in there. Yep. Uh, you see Sully as an etching at some point. And the and you know there, we'll get into this one a little bit. But there's some fan theories about who that witch is. Ooh. Oh, ooh, okay. Oh. I'm gonna get back to that. But before I do, Josh, do you have a favorite scene or moment in the in the film? Uh, I really, I really do like that scene where she comes out and does that all that the archery where where she just hits that the target perfectly when everybody else missed except for that one guy who hits it by accident and then she goes straight through his arrow. I thought that was I was pretty awesome. Well, yeah. yeah, like you said, that that rendering of the of the hair that's fucking awesome. Now that you're thinking about it, yeah, yeah, and and I mean, if you wanna if you wanna go back to the animation aspect, like. That whole archery scene must have been hard to fucking animate too. Like especially especially the arrow split and the other arrow and that whole last shot was done in slow motion. It, it's it's an absolutely in incredible scene. But I mean, for me, as much as I love the movie being a mother and, and daughter story, I do like for me, I think my favorite bits from the movie are the interactions that Merida has with her father. Especially, especially during the archery scenes and everything, where it's just him talking to Merida and making fun of all the suitors. I just, I think it it, it shows a a different side. And Bill, Billy Connolly, as Bob alluded to earlier, is perfect in that role. He's such a such a cheeky bastard that that role suited him perfectly. So the the interactions that that Merida has with her father, even at the beginning of the film, when it was like. Uh, a very young Merida, and he he presented her with her with her first bow. I just I just love the interaction that that those those two have together. But I want to get back to Bob. 
I want to hear this theory on who the witch is, because I've been watching a lot of Disney theory videos recently, but I have yet to come across that one. So why, why don't you talk us a little, talk to us a little bit about that theory? Well, one of the more popular ones out there, have you guys ever heard of the Pixar theory, where all the movies in the Pixar universe, including Cars, Wally, Brave, all of them, are somehow connected in some in the same timeline yes some some yeah. people have even even applied that theory and said all disney movies are are related but yes i i have i have heard that that might be going a little insane <laughs> not that this isn't insane to begin with and actually i've never heard ever since this theory started building up traction and every time pixar puts out a new movie people try to put it somewhere in the timeline or the or the theory the pixar theory and i don't think anybody from pixar has ever stood up and said no it's sorry no it's and they, they usually do stuff like that if somebody comes out with a really convincing theory like andy's dad from toy story and i remember i think it was brad bird or uh, or like one of the other heads of the studio said nope not not accurate sorry but this one in particular the timeline is that you guys have seen obviously monsters incorporated yes the yeah. first movie the theory is that Boo from Monsters Incorporated grows up and she keeps wanting to find Sully. So she learns technology and then she learns magic and she knows that there's some kind of connection between a door. So she eventually finds herself in a situation where she is flung back to the past, grows up, becomes this witch that's why there are sketches of Sully in the wood, and when you open and close the door, that changes the outlook of the room. So they think that Boo has grown up to become this witch. Huh. I like that. I, I like yeah. that. Especially, especially once you added that, that last bit of when when she closes and reopens the door, it goes from being the carving shop in, into her, her sort of potion laboratory. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like this theory a lot. Yeah, no, I, I've, I mean, I've, I've seen things like that before. Like, I thought that would be cool, but I, never, I never even thought about that. That would be really cool if, if everything, if everything is connected. I think that'd be so awesome at some point, somehow, right? Yeah, I don't know if we'll, we'll ever have anyone from Pixar come right out and say, yeah, it's all connected. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. But no. I, I, I like, I like the theory that a lot of these, these things are connected. Like I said, I've heard theories that the Disney universe is connected as well. Like the ship that Anna and Elsa's parents go down on in Frozen is oh yeah, that one is the same ship that Ariel from the Little Mermaid finds the finds the fork and other treasures in. So I I do love these these theories about Disney movies and Pixar movies being interconnected. I I find it absolutely fascinating, and it's definitely something that. I want to touch on more in a, in a future episode. Just a continuation of that particular theory that some people thought that the ship didn't sink or the ship did sink, but her, their parents survived, made it to an Island, had a, a son who ended up becoming Tarzan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that theory too. <laughs> what? No, I've never heard that one. That's awesome. And I think when Frozen 2 came out, they kind of struck it down because they, if you haven't seen it, you got to, they, they kind of show the parents uh, kind of. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. It ba basically, um, with Frozen 2, 
we've all seen it. If anyone out there listening to this hasn't seen it, spoiler alert, turn away now. But It's on Disney+. Plus. Go, go watch it if you yes, want. Yes, go watch it. Yeah. But basically, it was revealed in Frozen 2 that they didn't end up going to the wedding or wherever it was that they said that they were going in Frozen 1. They ended up going on a completely different course. And I, that's all I will reveal about it. If you want to see the rest, definitely go watch Frozen 2. Go subscribe to Disney Plus and get it. But we're at 55 minutes. We didn't get as much into Brave as I thought we might, just because I'm terrible at reviews and I never know how to do a proper review. But we got into it a little bit. <laughs> so do you guys have any final thoughts on the movie before we wrap things up here tonight? Merida is one of my favorite characters of all time. I don't think disney has ever declared her an official disney princess because they have like whole ceremonies and stuff like that yeah. but that also that maybe list also contains moana anna and elsa and i'm i'm not sure if they consider her an official princess even i don't though know in the if movie they she consider her a disney princess but they do refer to her as a princess in the movie so whether or not she's an official disney princess but she 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 is referred to by her mother as a princess in the movie so I will call her a princess. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, then Leia needs to be a Disney princess, too. <laughs> Josh, any any final thoughts uh, uh, on Brave? I thought it was great. Sorry, can you hear me? Yep. yep. Okay, good. My fucking Skype is being stupid. Uh, anyways, I thought the movie was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. It was weird because uh, I remember I, I said this on the last show. It was a movie that my mom really wanted to see and she was like in love with with Merida because she was a redhead and my mom was a redhead as well so she just fell in love with that i don't even know if she called she did i don't think she even knew her name she literally called her brave <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but again i i the story was different than what i thought it was going to be and i thought it was really well done pixar always has great movies I, I just, I really liked it. Yep, no, and uh, like I said earlier, I think it's probably one of the most underappreciated Pixar films that have been released, even though it did do, like I said, fi almost $540 million worldwide at the box office. I still feel like it's an underappreciated movie just because of it coming out the year before both Monsters University and Frozen. So, guys, if you haven't seen Brave... I cannot recommend this movie enough. It's got a really unique story for Disney princess movies. And yes, I am going to call it a Disney princess movie. It's got a really unique story for it. Or it was unique at, the, at that point. I think Frozen came along and sort of just, like Bob said early, earlier, amped it up to another level. But for, for the time it was released, it was very different to most previous Disney princess movies. The, the the setting in Scotland is tremendous. The the soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal. And just, again, like Bob alluded to with the animation, the animation is just absolutely incredible. And a lot of people work their asses off to make that movie as great as what it is. So, again, if you haven't watched Brave, go out and watch it. Stream it on Disney+. Plus. Go on Amazon and buy the DVD or Blu-ray. But definitely be sure you guys watch it because... It, it's a fantastic film. Having said that, I do want to thank Bob for for joining us here tonight. Before we go, Bob, do you want to do you want to plug Cretans Guild and where people can find you? 
Nah, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I am one part of the trio known as the Cretans Guild. You can find us on Podbean and also search for us on Instagram and Twitter under Cretans Guild. There you will find everything that we do, including our two YouTube channels. One where Jay, as Square Pegs, will review video games and do Lego assemblies. And then I do theme park videos. And that's kind of making me bored right now because I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, those 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 theme park videos are like fantastic. Anytime a new one comes out, I'm I'm one of the I watch it like right away. I am dying to get back. I don't know when. Hopefully soon, and hopefully hopefully Josh and I will feature on one of them at some point. Josh, do you do you have anything else that you want to add before before we go tonight? Just thanks, Bob. Thanks for coming on the show. I, it was it's always fun talking to you. You know, it's been a while since we've had you on this show or talked to you on any show too long i miss theme parks i miss wrestling i miss all kinds of stuff right now yeah it's crazy like we're just in this weird time where we have nothing really to talk about with wrestling i mean they are still doing their empty arena shows but honestly it's just not the same yeah i just i can't be bothered to watch them yeah as for josh and i you can find us on twitter at ocho wrestling you can find us on instagram at ocho and ortiz you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash ocho and ortiz you can help support us by visiting our Patreon, patreon.com slash Ocho and Ortiz. During this coronavirus outbreak, I am making all of our patron exclusive content available for free for everybody. So you guys can check it out and see what it's all about. And if you nice. choose to, we would love you guys to become our patrons. Otherwise, you can also support us by buying some merchandise, shop.spreadshirt.com slash Ocho and Ortiz or ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ocho and Ortiz. I think, I think I may start up a Twitter and Facebook page for these Disney podcasts, separate from the wrestling podcast social medias. That's not official yet, but if I do, I will link it down in the, in the description below. But as always, guys, thank you for listening. Whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day it is, where you are, when you're listening, we appreciate you listening. We thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.